Hello and welcome to Recharge Wrestling. We're here to plug you into the world of professional wrestling. I'm here with one of my co-hosts, Krusty. It's not been on for a bit, but it's Hi, good to have him back. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm not 100%, so I'll try and stifle my coughing, but I apologise if I do. But I uh, didn't want to leave the main man, Fisher, on his own. Yeah. And I've been keen to, to get back onto this um, and chat about SmackDown and Raw. Yeah, really excited to do that. Yeah, so obviously our format recently, we've been doing WWE pod and then an AW pod separately. Um, so if you're unfamiliar with that format, um, then that's how we've been doing it. And on this particular one, we're not even going to mention NXT. I may mention, a se- I may do a separate solo pod tomorrow where I cover NXT and AEW together, hopefully. Um, but yeah, so it's been a bit of a hectic week and illness and things as well. So we'll we'll do a WWE only main roster pod today and uh, quickly go through that and cover everything that happened on SmackDown and Raw. Um, no news really that's major enough this week to talk about. Um, the last two weeks, actually, we've had news break about half an hour before we started recording. So it's been really fresh to talk about, but nothing of note really today. So we will go with SmackDown to start with then. Um, uh, so the smart, uh, the smart of SmackDown, the start of SmackDown was um, Michael Cole in the ring. I nearly said Adam Cole. It might be a bit all over the place. Baby. Um, with introducing Pat McAfee. Um, so he come, came into the ring and cut a nice promo. Um, talked about how the audience had to put up with listeners of Corey Graves for two hours last week and, and Happy Corbin for 17 minutes. I thought that was a good little bit. Yeah, I like that. I thought it was a, a fire promo. He covered a lot about their history um, in the NFL. Um, which, it's you cool know, that if, they've got that history, really, isn't it? It is. It, it, the match makes so much sense now. I mean, it, <laughs> it's a good match anyway, but with the history added into it, I think it makes it a really cool match for them to do. Um, and I'm glad they played into it. I think they can do even more. I mean, we've only got two SmackDowns to go until SummerSlam, but hopefully they can do a little bit more to um, to build into that history and play into it, I think. Um, but yes, then, uh, so that was good. And then Corbin came up on the screen um, and he said he's staying away from now, but he'll see uh, Pat at SummerSlam. It was, it was quite a short promo, but... I thought it built their feud relatively well because the, the thing is they can't really build their feud with much wrestling because you're not going to have Pat wrestle on match or taking many bumps really. I know he took that one beat down at the start, but they're not really going to do much physical until SummerSlam itself. So I think just cutting these little promos and telling the story is is a fine build for this match. Really. No, I think it's good. And to be honest, Corbin was not in ring for months and months anyway in the Mad Cat Moss thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the built to mania so it's not like we're not used to not seeing him wrestle and i i think it's fine when you're building up two people to have a match at a big pay-per-view that neither of them wrestle in the build-up because sometimes they do stupid stuff and have one of them losing and things like that i don't mind yeah. if they haven't wrestled when they're winning but sometimes they don't do that i think um, beat and downs then, and fire promos are the way to go yeah yeah that's that's absolutely this, definitely the way i see it too um and then pat ended the segment uh, after playing up to the crowd by introducing Liv morgan um for the next segment which made it flow nicely i suppose um and then we got so we got live versus natalia um as a match to kick off the first sort of match on the show um the match was decent enough i thought um natalia got some offense in a couple of near falls here and there 
sharpshooter on the apron at one point. Um, but Liv ended up hitting a recoil and then the oblivion to win the match, which was was fine. And then Kayla interviewed her afterwards, saying um, that she beat uh, Ronda, beat Natalia. No, sorry, she says Ronda beat Natalia in more dominant style. And then, um, but she's the underdog, and she prefers being the underdog. So you know, and she'll still be SmackDown Women's Champion, basically. Um, what did you make of the whole match and segment here? It was it was just okay for me. Yeah, I agree. It it wasn't bad, which is good to be honest. At one point, if you if I saw Natty on the screen, I was like, oh, I'm really not interested. I think she's been okay in the last sort she's of few months. Really built up, I think, since yeah, since yeah that NXT run. I think, I think the NXT in fact, run. You're right. When she came back on NXT, that did it. Yeah, that really. Yeah, did. I remember Keeney giving her the top mark one week, and I just not, never thought we'd see the day we'd give Natalia a top mark. Um, but yeah, yeah. Since that run, I think she's actually. I think she's. She's better as a heel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is weird. I didn't think I'd see and she's that. actually working alone more, which is weird because obviously she was with the uh, the tag team with Shayna Baszler before, but she hasn't really been doing that recently. And actually, she's, Where is Shayna Baszler? I mean, she's... She's not even been there, on screen. She's not been on much recently, has she? Um, right. <coughs> then we got um a little interview with theory um talking about all listing all his enemies uh interestingly paul Heyman then come in and basically hinted to him not to cash in on roman or brock and basically say i'll arrange a match for you on the big stage rather than you taking roman by surprise um, but theory basically declined that and said when he does win he'll be hiring a special counsel for himself Basically, I must say, like people, Heyman. he gets bad press as Fury, but I yeah. think he actually plays this amazingly. Yeah, yeah, because he's so di- genuinely dislikable, it works yeah. in a way that people want to boo him and they want to see him fail. Um, whether he does fail or not, I don't know. I mean, I- I've got a feeling he will. Um, it does feel like it, doesn't it? it I-, I feel like it's set up for him to fail at the moment. But we'll see, because he could hold it for months and months and months. I'm thinking um, he's going to attempt to cash in, but not do it. Uh, or something's yeah. going to come out of it. Vince gets involved, cancels it out. I've got a funny feeling we might see something happen in the show we're going to see live, which could be very interesting. Because I don't think it's going to happen at SummerSlam, because they've it's talked about obvious, it too much. It? Yeah, they've, it's too obvious. So I think, and then our, the big show after that is Clash. And I think they're going to want something big to happen on that show. It wouldn't surprise me if he either attempts it or teases it or something at that show and something happens major there. It, it, I would like it to happen, um, not necessarily for him to cash in and win, but something to happen with the briefcase live because that's something I've never seen before um, in person. Mm-hmm. So that would be different. Yeah, be awesome. Um, so yeah, that was that was good. And then we got, um, what I thought was the Viking Raiders. Now, I'm not, I wasn't a fan particularly of this segment. The Viking Raiders music hits, and it's actually the New Day dressed as the Viking Raiders, um, doing impressions of them. No impressions. I thought this was quite amusing, actually. Yeah, it, it was funny in parts, but we've seen the New Day do this quite a few times before. Um, I like Woods making references to Assassin's Creed and Thor and things like that. That, that stuff was good. Um, and then the Raiders come out, and it's basically a trap set up by the baby faces, which I don't know is a bit of a mixed thing. But Jinder. Jinder in the baby Jinder, faces. Jinder and um, Shanky, Shanky come out uh, 
So yeah, and then the the, the Viking Raiders retreat. There wasn't a lot to this segment, was there? It no, was, there was not a lot to it in terms of obviously previous weeks. The Viking Raiders have been getting the better of the New Day every week, and here they they use the numbers game to stop that, which is generally a heel thing to do. But I get it. Um, I think it's quite good in a way because it puts over Viking Raiders as just really powerful. Yeah, definitely. And it also makes the New Day not look totally stupid because they got back up. Um, too often, baby faces just take the beatings and take the beatings and take the beatings every week until, you know, they're basically destroyed. But the New Day sort of fought back a bit here, which I don't mind that either. So it's okay, but I, I feel like they're dragging this out a long time for what's probably just going to be a random match on SmackDown. I don't think they're doing this match at like SummerSlam or anything. So they've been building this. You for might get it on the pre-show. Maybe because they like New Day, don't they? They like New Day on the pre-show. Yeah, although they haven't or on the show. I mean, sorry, I don't think I don't remember the last time they actually did a pre-show match. So I don't know. They've been doing pre-shows. Did they not do it at Mania? I don't think they oh, did. No, matches. I think we moaned about it, didn't we? They did like a two-hour show with no wrestling on it. <laughs> it's just chatting. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I haven't been watching the pre-shows recently because there's no wrestling on them anymore. Um, which I think's a bit silly, really. But then people did moan, whoever was on the pre-show, people used to moan, oh, they're only on the pre-show. So you can't, in a way, you can't win. But no, yeah, this is the kind of match they could have put on a SummerSlam pre-show, though, I agree. Um, So that was fine. Then we got an interview with Gunter and Caleb Braxton. uh, And then Gunter basically said he was chopping Ludwig last week because losing is unacceptable and has consequences. Ludwig is getting another match next week with Shinsuke Nakamura. And Gunter just was like going absolutely mental, screaming at him German and then chopped him again. I love the presentation of Gunter at the moment. I think it's, it's insane. I actually think it might be the best thing on SmackDown right now. Um, They're making him out to be an absolute beast. Yeah, he just looks an so, so badass. And yeah, they're using the. I'm glad they're using the chop. Like they are. I, I feared yeah. on the main roster, they'd just be like, just lose it. You know, maybe he'll do it in the matches occasionally, but they wouldn't make a big thing of it. But it feels like that is still his main thing. And I love it. I love him shouting in his native tongue. Like I, I like me- it when he's like that. Isn't he? Yeah, I, I really like the build they're giving him. Um, hopefully they keep it up because it's made the Intercontinental title interesting again. I'm, I'm obviously, this is leading surely to Nakamura versus Gunter because I'm, I'm assuming Nakamura will beat Ludwig again yep. on SmackDown and then the match will be set up hopefully for SummerSlam, but I, I, again, it wouldn't surprise me if they just do it on SmackDown. I'm hoping they do the Intercontinental title match at SummerSlam. That would make it feel big. It should. I don't see why they would. It's going to be a big card, so I think there's enough room for it. I think there's Even if you have room. a quick five-minute match where Gunter absolutely destroys Shinsuke. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. You could do that. Um, Puts him over, get some serious boos going. Hmm. I, th- I think Ludwig, um, not Ludwig, Gunter as well. He's he's a man for like the the big shows. I feel like he, he, it's great that he's wrestling often, but like he feels like a spe- he, he used to be anyway in NXT UK, particularly. He used to wrestle on the big shows, didn't he? He didn't wrestle weekly, but then on a big occasion. So him wrestling at SummerSlam would be great. Um, I hope he wrestles at Clash. That would that would be a dream for me. I mean, I've already seen him. We did see him. At, um, I think he will just because he has come from NXT UK. Yeah, so I think I, they're going to have a lot of the European guys on there. Yeah. I think you'll see, 
I think you might see Sheamus and stuff on the card. I think you might oh, see definitely, yeah. Balor on the card. It's going to get um, the pops, aren't they? Yeah, I, I, I think, especially in WWE, they view Europe as kind of like one, almost one area, and then America as one area. So I think um, we will see quite a lot of European guys, I think, on, on the card, which I'm all for because most of them are great. So no, uh, no problem with that for me. Then we got what was scheduled to be Aaliyah versus Lacey Evans. So Aaliyah got pied again here for the second week in a row. Um, oh, poor old Aaliyah. Poor Aaliyah. But I will say that we finally got, we're finally getting a clear character direction for Lacey Evans. Yeah, I, I much prefer this. I almost think they didn't know what to do with her at first. Yeah, oh, they did. They tried with the face, <laughs> didn't they? And then realised actually this isn't getting over. Yeah. And you know she's going to heal because she um <coughs> she called people nasties again. Yeah. Which I love that when she calls people nasties. This is the Lacey Evans I want, being a being an asshole, basically. I think this is when she really plays her best character. Yeah, I think she's played the part pretty well so far. Um I'm glad that that's finally clear what she is, because like I said, I think before. Well, we hated it originally, didn't we? Yeah, it was a mess before when it was they were... so cheap the way they were trying it to was get cheap. Her they, over. they kept sw- they switched her brands and then switched her back. Like they 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 were really making a mess of her presentation and her character. I just had no idea where it was going. Um but yeah, now at least it's clearer. Then we got um, a, a pretty quick match between Drew McIntyre and Ridge Holland. Um, I liked the bit at the start where Butch randomly hit, got found a hammer and rang the ring bell and Sheamus was pissed off. Um, but it was quite a quick match, basically. Distractions from the brawling and Brutes. But then, uh, and sh- interestingly, again, Drew using Sheamus's moves in this match. He used the 10 beats of the Baron. He used... Um, the white noise as well. I can so, only think this is coming down to a a feud, but then possibly a tag team run. Yeah, it's interesting because we've there's a lot of um, talk of you know what there was they were meant to have a number one contenders match, weren't they, a couple of weeks ago to face Roman at Clash. Now I think we've all been assuming that it's going to be Drew in the main event of that because he's from the UK, but. A good way, a, a way they might do it is have Sheamus versus Drew versus Roman. I could see them doing that. And then also, if Roman was to lose the title, he wouldn't have to take the pin, no. which I can also see them doing. So I don't mind if they do that because I can see them dragging it. It feels like they're dragging this Drew Sheamus thing out a long time. I don't think the match is going to happen at SummerSlam. It might. Um, in fact, it probably will. But it's a big match to have them in the same match, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think they might think look, these. I mean, Seamus is from Ireland, not technically the UK, but Ireland, Scotland. Let's put them both. It'll in, still like, be a big event. deal for him, won't it? Um, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's interesting. But yeah, I wanna, I'm, I'm just intrigued to see where this goes because they've kind of been teasing. Drew and Sheamus teaming a little bit. They did it in the Money in the Bank match, didn't they? That could be awesome um, as well. I'd happily see them be a tag team. I would, especially then, if Drew doesn't win the title. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I would, but then Drew sort of seems like the logical guy to go for the main event scene at the moment on SmackDown. So if you put him in a tag team, the problem with that is you kind of get lost in the shuffle. A I little think bit. the way it should could be done definitely is. Drew 
is in the main event. Like you say, maybe with Sheamus wins the title off Roman by Roman not taking the pin. And then at some point, whenever it is, Fury cashes in on Drew. Yeah. Because well, they won't the want Drew to sense. hold it too long. I think that's um, the thing that if, if Theory is going to win it, that's what make, would make sense. I don't think Theory should be cashing in on Roman. I think Roman should be losing and putting someone over properly when he loses. He's been champions for so long. I don't think a cash in from another heel no, is like. be pretty I mad, actually. I don't think it works. If we're there, you get the huge pop. Drew has just won. And then Theory. Absolute roar. And then Theory cashes in. He celebrates, so he gets his moment, but then he gets cashed in on. Yeah. yeah. And either he loses the title or, or the claymore and Theory just gets battered. Either way, Sheamus helps it'll be him a, a hell of a show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that match was okay. Then we got, uh, speaking of Theory, we got him versus Madcap Moss uh, here. Again, Paul Heyman involved here. Really good stuff from Heyman. He was basically saying that he will give uh, Madcap Moss a title match if he takes out, out Theory here because obviously Theory has that briefcase and Heyman is seeing him as a threat right now. Um, but Moss kind of just ignores that. They had some really good wrestling here. Two guys that are kind of um, upcoming stars, really, in WWE have been pushed. New, newer guys that have been pushed. And, uh, yeah, the match was okay, but then it got um, DQ'd, didn't it, with Theory using the briefcase to smash him over the head. Uh, that shows that they still think highly of Moss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think they do. He's like not taking a fair air, is he? No, he doesn't really. Um, I quite I quite like the, what they've done with Madcap Moss. They've made me since since he's dropped the the stuff with Corbin. They've really done well with him. I think. Um, then Theory was cutting a, a promo on the ramp. Sami Zayn comes down and says he should apologise to the Trouble Chief. Um, and then basically Theory, Sami Zayn's arms in a sling. Um, and Theory says, what are you going to do? You've got one arm. And then the Usos come out to actually back up Sami Zayn. But were they? Because they had a match. I like the fact that we didn't really know. Um, that was quite interesting. I absolutely loved this bit. Absolutely yeah. loved it. I just thought that scene, I know what you're saying about we're not sure whether the Usos were coming to rescue him. Or not, but I just think it's so badass Yeah. when they walk out behind and the music drops and then um, he has to back off. I just think it's so cool. Yeah, definitely. Got beaten up by Moss, didn't he? So, yeah, yeah, fairly got beaten up by Moss. Then there was just before we get to the main event, there was a little video for the Maximum Male Models. They're doing beachwear next week. The interesting thing about this was they've got Maxine Dupree joining. Yes, who Who is? That is. Well, I've got a pretty good idea. Now, the person and this person would make a lot of sense. So I hope it is her. And that is the fashionista Ginny from NXT UK because she is dating Gunter. She's now in a, she's not been on NXT UK for a while. She is in America because I saw a picture of Gunter and Ginny the other day because obviously she's, she wants to. So he's calling her up to the main roster, putting her on the same brand as Gunter makes sense from a logistical point of view. Yeah. But also her character is the fashionista. So yeah, yeah, yeah. her being in the model group, makes total sense to me yeah yeah definitely. So it, yeah. it should be Ginny, hopefully i hope it's I not how someone else get over i mean i think she could i think with with max dupree in there as well i think it's a good combination i, I quite like Ginny. i think she's good um i don't think she's gonna be very known to this audience no not at all 
um, because she's not even been on normal NXT. She's very good on a mic, though, so I think she yeah. could become known quite quickly. I think a... her and Max Dupree could be actually a really good combination. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. So I, I, that's my guess. I'm not 100% sure. I've not heard any news sort of hinting that it's her, but that's just it's my hunch that it would make sense. Um, there could be other people on the roster that could be, um, but I, it it doesn't really make any sense it being someone that's currently on the roster because they'd have to change their name to Maxine Dupree out of nowhere. So for me, it has to be a new person to SmackDown. It can't just be, you can't just go, oh, it's Aaliyah. Last week, she's Aaliyah. This week, she's Maxine Dupree. You can't do that. So, um, And it's not going to be anyone massive like Bailey or anyone like that returning, is it? So it's good. I think it's Ginny. I think it is. Good um, guess. And then we got the, the main event, which was Jimmy Uso versus Angelo Dawkins. This match was decent enough, um, but I'm a little bit bored of just seeing them wrestle each other every single week. I, I'm, the match yeah. at SummerSlam will be good. The match at the last pay-per-view was good. The tag team match was great, actually. But they don't need the, all these singles matches continuously in the middle. I'm getting a bit no. bored of the feud. It's nice seeing actual Dawkins in the ring, though. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, the, ma- the match itself was fine. Um, Sammy Zayn was on commentary. He was doing a good job on commentary as well to make it quite interesting. He was basically saying that he should be the special referee for SummerSlam. Um, and that he'd call it right down the middle. Obviously, he wouldn't be, but that's, you know, that's good heel stuff. And then we got the reveal at the end. And for me, this just was completely out of nowhere and random. Um, yeah, so, there so was a special Jarrett. guest referee, yeah. Jeff it's- Jarrett. How random is that? Yeah, I, I don't really understand why he's there. Um, he's not in any storyline reason with the Usos or the Street Profits. Um, so for me... Is the city that it's in or anything like that? I think it is to do with... I think it's where he's from, yeah. I think it is. Um, I'm, not sure, I'm not even 100% then. sure. But I think it is. Um, and obviously, he ha- he is signed to WWE. They want to do something with him. But, yeah, for me, they could have made it way more interesting than Jeff Jarrett. Way more interesting. Um, so I was a little bit disappointed, actually. Yeah, I really thought that was going to happen here. Is this a way for the Usos to lose? Potentially. Potentially. Um, yeah, I, d- I don't know where it's going to go. I have no idea what, where Jeff Jar- Jarrett He's going to lie in his And he's loyalty. wrestling the day before, isn't he? I think it's the day after, yeah. Because SummerSlam's the Saturday, and then he's wrestling Ric Flair's last match on the Sunday. I was going to say, he could be absolutely tooped if he was wrestling. No, it's, yeah, it's the other way around. It's the day after. Um, he's teaming up with Jay Lethal to face Ric Flair and Andrade in a random tag team match, um, which apparently is Ric Flair's last match, but the, the crazy old man may well wrestle more. Who knows? Um <laughs> Let's talk about Raw. Let's move on to Raw. Um, Raw is war. So the start of Raw was a bit weird and a bit controversial with Titus O'Neil in the ring. Happy to see Titus, like Titus. But the content of his promo was a bit weird. Um, It felt like it was there for some PR thing. Nothing to do with the show. Yeah, I I didn't get it. It was a bit strange, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't. I didn't know what to make of that. Again, he was in his hometown, so they they just wanted to put him on TV. But I, I thought the content of the promo was strange. I thought they could have used him better here. Um, he could have fallen under the ring again. Yeah, they could have done a comedy spot with him, or a backstage promo, or interacting with someone on the roster, something like that. I, I didn't get this this sort of PR spin stuff. I didn't really like it. 
Um, and then the show started properly with Becky Lynch cutting a promo about trains, um, <laughs> uh, which sounds rubbish, but actually it was Becky Lynch and she made it work. She's so good. Yeah, exactly. She, she can make most things work. Um, and then the predictable thing happened. Bianca Belair come out, Carmella come out. Um, Carmella makes it's the point. It's good how be... they seem to have thrust Carmella back into this top of the league, which is weird because she was pretty awful when she was with Zelina, really. Yeah, um, and she, she was in the sort of 24-7, back in this 24-7 title hunt, I thought, because <laughs> um, she was she teased the feud with Dana Brooke at one point, um, and then it didn't, it didn't happen. Um, but yeah, I thought that was where that was going. But yeah, she's been in the main event, and her matches, I mean, you weren't on the pod last week, but I, know, I remember speaking to you about it. The match last week with Bianca, I thought it was, it was awesome. an excellent match, with a, a bit of a dud, dud finish, but the yeah. match itself was really, really good. This match, I didn't she think was quite as good, no. but it was still decent. It, the match before was better, and they kept teasing the count. Cause, so the stipulation here was, because obviously Carmella won by count out last week, so the stipulation here was if Carmella win again by count out, this time she'd win the belt, um, which I don't mind them doing that, but the, it ruined the match a little bit because all it was was Bianca on the outside getting in at the last minute. Um, it, it, it was overdone a little bit. Uh, and in the end, <coughs> uh, Bianca got in and hit the KOD. And then Becky picked up the title and dropped it at Bianca's feet afterwards. So I think that is Carmella done for now. I predicted it might be a triple threat. Last week, I think I said that on the pod. Uh, but I actually think that that's wrong now. It's, Carmella's not getting added to this match. She's done. <laughs> um, she, was beating, she was beaten fairly clean in the end here, wasn't she? So Yeah. Uh, but it was good. It was a good little run for her <laughs> while it lasted. But yeah, Becky versus Bianca at SummerSlam, isn't it? So Yeah, the story comes to a pinnacle. Yeah, and I, I like the fact, I mean, it might be just pure coincidence, but it's a year since the, obviously, the match. At well, SummerSlam I think that's year. that's what Bianca was talking about, wasn't she? She was like, yeah. this is my story. Yep. My year. To, not the, not, she said something like, not the Becky return from Mania or something. It was my yep. SummerSlam story. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Then we got the, there was a little bit of the Street Profits talking about Jeff Jarrett. Uh, that just set up a match with Amos for later in the show and an MVP. Then we got KO returning finally to Raw after a few weeks off. Um, I was really happy to see him because it's felt a little bit flat with people already missing like Cody, for example. KO was needed on this show. KO show with Riddle. Um, interestingly, it looked like they're moving on from KO versus Ezekiel because he was basically like, I'm over it now, which I'm not sure how I feel about because they didn't wrap the story up, did they? It, it felt like it. No. It was, I'm quite they were meant to have the match. They were meant to have the match to qualify for Monday in the Bank. They dropped it and then they just haven't. I don't like it when they do that, though. No. Um, I, I get it was because KO got injured, but it wasn't for long enough. They could have brought him back and still done it. Um, so basically, Kevin Owens here offers Riddle help, wants to form Bro KO. I like that. Bro um, KO is awesome. In order to help Riddle against Seth. Um, and Kevin Owens made the good point that of all people, you know, because he said he couldn't be trusted. Kevin was like, you trust Randy Orton of all people. Yeah, like, yeah. The Viper, uh, which I thought was a good point from KO. Uh, they, then Riddle got angry after that. Uh, Seth's music hit. 
snuck up behind Riddle, hitting two stomps. Yeah, I enjoyed this bit. <clears throat> Rollins is interviewed afterwards, called Riddle stupid, and then Ezekiel come in and basically set up a match with Seth later on in the show, uh, which, again, Seth's wrestling more on Raw, which I like, I like, um, but unfortunately, it seems to be against the same guy all the time, which is Ezekiel, who's wrestled him a couple of times now. They're running out of people, aren't they? Yeah, that's why I've, I'm, that's why I was glad KO's back, because I think they're missing quite a few top guys on Raw in particular at the moment. Um, obviously, I think we're going to get, we'll talk about it in a minute, but I think we're going to get Edge back maybe next week, which I think will be massive. It's definitely needed. Yeah. Um, so Judgment Day come out. Um, Damien, Damien Priest said he's confident Dominic will join the Judgment Day. Then uh, you've got a match between Rey Mysterio and Damien Priest, which was a pretty good match. Um, really liked the finish. I liked the fact, I mean, I said this last week, they're finally booking the Judgment Day better. I thought Balor looked awesome last week yeah. um, with his match against Ray, and then the, the uh, the coup de grace pointing at Dom, saying this is how it's done. And then Damien Priest just destroyed Ray here, really. <laughs> um, I still can't um I still can't get out of my head that Edge should be there. Even with them too. Yeah. Even with Balor and Priest, he just looks so cool in the middle of them. But that they they're definitely feeling more important again now. Which um, I think they have to do because I'm pretty sure they're building up for Edge to face them. And if they didn't build them up it would be silly because it's an edge match. You've got to make Edge's opponents look good in the build-up. Otherwise, what's the point? <coughs> um, but yes, afterwards, Banner went to get the chair. They went to do a concerto, which again is an edge thing. They say they'll stop it if Dominic joins <coughs> the Judgment Day. He says, yeah, okay, I'll join. But it was the most unconvincing thing ever. Dom's not a particularly good actor here anyway uh, and obviously in kayfabe they saw they saw through it as well so they then just beat them up um next week we have got ray mysterio's 20-year celebration taking place at a big show at for raw in a madison square garden where they normally do big stuff big stuff you know last year at madison square garden i think we've got an edge seth rollins match which was a banger on SmackDown, yes, that was amazing, wasn't it? And we got stuff. I think Brock might have wrestled or something crazy on it as well. Like there was some, there was some big stuff happened on it. And I'm pretty sure next week we're going to get the return of Edge because we keep getting them vignettes. But I think we're going to get Edge finally return next week. I think Judgment. We're going to see Judgment Day beat up Ray. Dom's going to be torn on whether he's going to help or not. We might like tease a Dominic Hill turn, but he won't actually get. He won't actually turn. He'll probably get beaten up as well, and then Edge will make the save and probably set up Edge and Ray versus um, Judgment Day for SummerSlam, which I think will be a great match. Yeah, definitely. I, I can't wait to see him. He, surely he's got to come back this week, has he? Or do you think he'll, he'll wait until <laughs> SummerSlam? No, yeah, I think he'll come back and make the save on on, Madis- on the Madison Square Garden show. And then they'll yeah. chall- he'll challenge them to a match at him and Ray versus It's going to be two. awesome to see what his character um, is. I'm assuming him and Ray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I've seen some people suggestion maybe he's going to bring his own faction with him or he's going to bring someone else with him. I don't think he will. I think he'll come back on his own and he'll just help Wade Mysterio. Um, that's my feeling, but I don't know. <coughs> could go Could go the other way. Then we got Seth Rollins versus Ezekiel. Um, the match here was good. I think Ezekiel's been given a good account of themselves in, the, in these matches and as an in-ring wrestler. I know people like Elias as the character. Um, they like Ezekiel 
his comedy role kind of thing. But I actually think he's pretty good in the ring as well. He's really solid. Um, yeah, he's not bad, is he? Yeah, I think when you put him Nothing in there with someone special, good, but... I think when you put him in there with something good, you can get a really good match out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he maybe looks average against average people. I think he's one of those people that is decent, but the, the level of opposition you put him against can raise his level. Um, yeah, there was a nice... There was some nice wrestling here. Good knee strike from Ezekiel. Seth got a really good superplex Falcon Arrow near fall. And then eventually he, Seth hit the stomp to win clean. Um, but yeah, good to see. I know you'll be a fan of Seth picking up wins on more because he needs to. We were criticizing that in the Cody feud. Yeah, I know. I, I just think it's building for him to get a loss, though. That's the only thing. <laughs> it, could, it could well be to riddle. I, I don't mind him losing if he wins a few matches. In the build-up, um, I, I would prefer probably Seth to beat Riddle, but I don't think I don't know where either of them go afterwards because I don't think either of them are challenging for the title. Any, I mean, Riddle's the problem is both has. of their stories have been messed up by injuries. Yes, by other people's yeah. injuries, so they are sort of in a bit of a lull. Yeah, um, I think it would make sense for Seth to beat Riddle here, and then maybe they go on to have another match at Clash. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing that live in person as well. Yeah, yeah I'd love that. Yeah, I'm really excited for that show because I think we're going to get some banger matches on that I, show. I, I hope so. I really I, hope I, so. I think, I think the card will be good. I hope they so. need to impress, don't they? And hopefully some fresh. I know that's a rematch, but hopefully we get some some fresh stuff as well. Um, and I'm not talking about Tyson Fury or something like that coming back. I'm on about like you know he's matches be we there, haven't had. You know, don't you? Oh yeah, he's going to be there 100. Um, percent I just hope. He, he doesn't actually wrestle. Uh, anyway, after that, we got Omos versus Dawkins, which turned into... This I nearly gave him a skip mark, actually, until another segment happened, because I didn't like the fact they did two DQ finishes here. I hate it when they do that in the same segment. So they did. Omos versus Dawkins didn't last very long. MVP tripped Dawkins up, and they called for the DQ. I was like, okay, so they're setting up a tag match. Fine. Adam Pearce makes the tag match. They're having a decent enough little match, and then... There was another DQ um, because the Usos caused the DQ, which was lame. Um, I don't understand why they didn't just have MVP take the pin here because MVP's. Yeah. I was enjoying MVP in the match, though. He was enjoying himself. Yeah, he? he was doing his balling thing. Did that he little doing... elbow, yeah. Yeah. Hey, he's, he, I like MVP. <laughs> and he got but... a one kick out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got a, he kicked out one. Um, but yeah, he, he should have just took the pin here because. He's, he's barely a wrestler anymore. He's mainly a manager. It made no sense um, to do the double... Yeah, I really didn't like the double DQ. I was down on that. There was some stuff on this show that I did not like, and that was one of the bits. We then got Theory versus AJ. So Theory's all over the shows at the moment, isn't he? He's on both of them. Um, he was getting what chance. But what I liked is the way Theory handled it. Twice he told them to kind of shut up, um, <coughs> which I didn't mind at all. Started listening because I think when you've got to heal this, this style, what chants are okay? I think the problem yeah. is when someone starts watching a baby face or... Yeah, or just someone that they don't... A real serious not interested promo, in. Yeah. Theory, I, get... I think they're doing it just as a... Like a pantomime in a way. They're there. It's like people yeah. are enjoying. And he's playing what, off it. I get what you're saying, yeah. I get what you're saying. There. I think in this instance, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of it, but I get it in this instance, yeah. 
Um, he lists a lot of he lists a list of his haters. He's, he seems to be feuding with everyone. He listed Madcap Moss, Raymond Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley. I think Doc, that's what he needs to do. Sinclair. Just piss everybody off. Yeah, yeah. It feels to be where they're going with it. He's like got so many people after him. Um, AJ finally come out. I thought they cut a really good promo between the two of them. Actually, Fury made a good point about sort of him being the youngest United States champion. AJ Styles took a long time in his career to get to the top. Um, Maybe this brought... could be a play. Sorry to sort of interrupt. Yeah, no, but... that's right. Maybe the fact, I'm sorry, he's got so many enemies. Actually, this comes into the cash in fail or prevention, maybe, maybe not fail, but prevention. So he goes out and then Ziggler comes out or Moss comes out or something like that. And he's like, you know what? I ain't doing it. And then walks off in a strop because everyone's trying to interfere with him. I am very intrigued by the Ziggler thing. We'll get to the Ziggler part of it in a minute because I, I loved it last week. We kind of just got more of the same here. I was hoping Dolph was going to cut a promo and explain why he's doing it or something. Um, but yeah, so they, they had an okay match, um, which ended with, obviously, Fury slammed AJ onto the announce table. AJ rolled into the ring, and whilst the ref was checking on him, uh, Dolph hit the super kick, and then Fury got counted out from that. AJ hit the Styles Clash. It was okay. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm interested, because I, I thought we were going to get a little bit more from Dolph it was basically a repeat of the same the week before, wasn't it, really? Keeping the mystery. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm intrigued as to why he's doing it. It does feel very random. Um, and I, I, I'm excited to see Dolph as a face, though. It's been so long. And I loved his babyface runs previously. So <clears throat> I'm very excited for it. What if happened, he can... What's happened to Big Bob, though? Yeah, it's a shame for Robert Roode. He did work on the, um, apparently in some house shows and dark matches, as like a fa- baby face with his um, glorious entrance. So if they bring that back, glorious, you know, thing, then great. Glorious. But I, I just don't know where, what they're going to do with him. I don't think they particularly see him as someone high up the card at all, which is worrying, um, to be honest. Um, so that was all okay. Then we got a, re- a long video package with the history of Becky and Bianca, which I thought was actually really good. Um, that did quite a lot to, to add fuel to the fire in their feud. And then we got the segment, the segment we were going to rant about. Let's get skiddy, skiddy. Yeah, this, this was a definite skid mark. So yeah. you had a six-woman tag team match, Asuka, Alexa Bliss, and Dana Brooke versus Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, and Tamina. Now, already I'm thinking, why is this match here? Because yeah, last, I was annoyed straight away. Yeah, last week they did a tag team match and it was Asuka and Alexa versus Dewdrop and Nikki. So they'd already done those four in a tag match. Then they I was added, also thinking, how is this a main event? Yeah, because it basically was, wasn't it? And, Dewdrop, Nikki Ash. Uh, yeah, it's think, the, main, the main match. I actually think the last hour of this Raw was one of the worst hours of Raw we've had in a while because you had the, the double DQ with Omos and Dawkins thing. Yeah. You had this segment. Okay, fit the theory stuff with AJ. That was okay. And then you had this and then Miz TV main eventing it, which wasn't bad, but it didn't feel like it should be a main event thing. So yeah, I, I thought actually the last hour of Raw was pretty bad. Um, but this was the worst thing. So this starts off with a six-minute uh, six-woman tag, but then <laughs> straight away, I see Akira Tozawa and I'm like, oh no. Because you know then it's turning into a 24-7 title segment. 
And then it's just it's the same thing happens every time. They all win it, and then the champion pins them back, and they win. So Dana Brooke was the champion. They take it in turns to pin. Dana Brooke wins it back and gets away. And the worst anyway, this could have been it, remotely interesting. I think you were about to say it. Yeah. That you say it, and then I'll say what I was going to say. Well, about Alexa Bliss. Yeah. So Alexa Bliss had the title, which is bad in the first place because it feels like a low-down card. But then she got pinned after 10 seconds as well. I think the uh, only way it could have been saved and gave me some sort of interest is if Alexa somehow kept that title. Yeah. I know it's a low card, but it gives some form of prestige about it, doesn't it? I, I was shocked. she Because they kept Asuka out of it, which is good, because that means yeah. they like Asuka enough to not embarrass, put her in the embarrass. I think they should have kept Alexa out of this. It was just a lazy have... booking anyway, the fact that they just said, oh, we don't know what to do. Let's just lob them in a massive tag team. Mm. Um, it was tagging Oscar and, with, and um, Alexa with Dana Brooke, which is just so random. Yeah. And I'm bored of Nikki A.S.H. and Doudrop already. So yeah, cause I didn't just want to see that. Throwing demeanor in doesn't help. <laughs> no. Um, and then, yeah, the, and then weirdly the match continued. Um, and then Asuka just pinned... Oh, no, she got the Asuka lock in, sorry, on Nikki, and she tapped out. Yeah, just in um, the middle of it, just randomly carried on, uh, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this was an awful segment. Absolutely dreadful. I, I thought can't they had to wait for matches to end before they could attack the 24-7 champion. They normally do do that. They I do think that should wait rules. in any match. Yeah, they, they normally suspend the rules. If they suspend the rules, then that's great, because you can have Dana Brooke actually wrestle a match without any nonsense in it. But they didn't do that here. And yeah, it was crap. Um, I don't, uh, yeah, I've got nothing else to say about it. It was, that was super skiddy. And it's a double skid. I think you said something to me when I I watched it. I can't remember how you described it. Yes, I said it wasn't just a skid mark. It was like, yeah, I I won't go into what I said. (laughs) Full on shit pants, I think you said. Yeah, yeah, it was worse. It was worse. (laughs) It was worse. Which made me laugh. So I think it was worth bringing up. It was, it was. It stank, put it that way. Um, then we got the main event, which I actually didn't mind. But like I say, it's not really it was okay, a main event. It... I prefer matches to main event the show, to be honest. Um, and not, not the not the woman's match that did main event, obviously, but a, a match to main event. Um, Miz, the TV with Logan Paul. I actually thought Logan Paul held his own on the mic here. I thought it was quite good. So... <clears throat> Props to him. I want to give him credit, first of all. He made some good references here as well about, you know, people have always written off, say he's not very good, but he always kind of proves people wrong, whatever he does, anything he's gone into. And he's kind of right in a way. I know people don't like it, but he does do well at everything he, he puts his mind to. And he obviously works his ass off. And, you know, you've got, you've got to admire that in a sense. Um, Definitely. So I, I, I liked the promo between the two of them. Um, and then we got the silly stuff with the tiny balls and all that kind of stuff that you get with Miz stuff at the moment. Um, but eventually, so Miz, the first two times, turned down the challenge, um, but then accepted it in the end. The, the tiny balls was the final straw. Champa tried to attack him. Logan Paul escapes. And then, yeah, Miz accepted the challenge at the end. It was okay, but it didn't feel... Again, I know it's Logan Paul, and that's why they made, had it as the main event, because he's not really been on Raw much, but and he's like an outside star. But to me... The good thing is now we 
we know he can do some all right stuff in ring. So yeah. I'm relatively looking forward to it, I suppose, in that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's. I think. I don't think the match is going to be a classic by any means, but I think it'll be okay. And I think Logan Paul on the mic has proven himself. Even thing is, I expect fully expected him to be a heel because it makes sense that he'd be a heel because people don't like his cat like him. But <clears throat> they're using him as a babyface, and actually here, I thought he seemed quite all right. Um, yeah, yeah. Which. Was that you know? It took me by surprise a little bit, um, but yeah, that's that's basically everything that happened. I thought it was a pretty. I actually thought it was a pretty weak, week, double week there. But yeah, I didn't think. I thought SmackDown was okay. There was some okay stuff, but yeah, like I said, I thought Raw was really quite poor this week, especially the last hour of it. Really, I can't disagree with you. Wasn't considering. I think Raw's been a much better show than SmackDown. Mm. Um, and probably NXT in the last few months. Um, yeah, the last couple of weeks have actually not been very good. Um, and that's a bit worrying because it's a build-up for SummerSlam. <laughs> but hopefully ne- next week's show, I think, has the potential to be good because it's a Madison Square Garden one. Roman Reigns has been advertised for it. I think we're going to get Edge return on it. So I think we're going to get some big stuff next week, hopefully, to talk about. Um, I won't be here on the pod next week, though, actually, but um, <laughs> you guys could talk about it. And then we've got SummerSlam coming up after that. So, yeah, exciting times. But that's it for this week, really, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, like I say, I'll try and do a separate pod for AEW and NXT tomorrow or something and get that up on our YouTube channel. Uh, so, yeah, follow us there. If you're, if you're listening on the podcast, find us on YouTube, like and subscribe our videos there. We have other type of content other than podcasts on there as well. So there's plenty to look look forward to on the, on the channel. And uh, yeah, I've been Fisher. That was Krusty and we'll see you next time. Cheers, guys. Goodbye. Bye.